Welcome aboard, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> to the ship. <laughs> Permission to board. <laughs> okay, so that's the kind of podcast this is going to be today, right? Yes. Yeah. Did yes. you did you stop or did we? Did, did, are we still, never stop let's just keep going. Let's keep it real, right? Mm-hmm. So, welcome everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My co-host Emily Lang Paul. Hello. As always, thank you, Emily, for joining us again. And today we are we are blessed by uh, two of our communication team folks who help us get the word out, mm-hmm. uh, who who help us share the gospel, who do things behind the scenes, but also do things that everybody sees. Uh, Carly Hyduke, who's the director Hello. of our communications team, and Ali Dietrich, hey. who is our social ministry coordinator. Hi, guys. Hi. Hey. Welcome <laughs> aboard. I'm really, really glad you're here. Uh, tell us a little bit about you. So, uh, Carly, you're married and you have 57 children. <laughs> I right? do, yes. yes. Give or take a few. Yeah, tell um, us about that. Yes, I'm married to Joey. We've been together. It's officially half of our life we've been together now. We're high school sweethearts. Oh, uh-huh. that's yep. kind of fun to figure that it out, is. isn't it? It's like, mm-hmm. wow, next year we'll have been together longer than we haven't been together. So, that's wait cool. a second. You guys started dating in high school. Uh huh. Oh, right. Yes. I guess I'd forgotten that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, high school sweethearts, we have five kids. Um, our <laughs> oldest is. You just kind of casually said that, like, yes. no big deal. Yep. Um, oldest is nine. We have seven year old, four year old, and then three year old twins. Because you had three, and then, well, we'll have one more. Yep, and and then we got a double blessing, is what we say. Well said, well said. You actually preached to our Mother's Day uh, with me on that. That was really, really cool. So, if anybody uh, needs uh, some help on how to (laughs) parent multiple children, we have a resident expert. Well, I don't know about expert. I'm still figuring it out, but I would love to connect with anybody. Sounds good. And uh, speaking of of uh, married, <laughs> Allie Dietrich, I, I had a front row seat for your wedding uh, yeah. since I was the pastor at that wedding just not that long ago. No. Tell us about that. Tell us about your husband. Tell us about everything. <laughs> yeah, you were a great third wheel. That was really <laughs> that's what it felt like. It was yeah. a little awkward. Yeah. This is <laughs> just right there. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, yeah, no, I've been married for, we did the math, it was, I think it's four months, October. Yeah, All so right. about four months now. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been amazing and a super awesome learning learning experience as well. Um, we're getting a puppy, so Ooh. that's Ooh. exciting. So I guess dog mom, even though yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Um, Carly's yeah. also that. I, I know, right? Mm-hmm. Wait yeah. a second, five kids plus a dog, two dogs. <laughs> well, why not? <laughs> yeah, twins? We, yeah, yeah, no, they're not twins, okay. but yeah, we we like to go big or go home. So. <laughs> 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 You've kind of taken that to a very, very new level, right? Yes. What kind of dog are you going to get? Uh, it's a Cavachon. So it's okay. a King Charles Cavalier Bashan mix. Oh, those yeah. are great. Yeah. So Little dog. Uh, it, yeah. Right? I had a when I was growing up. I had a four pound dog. So Ooh. it's not little. It's going to be 12 pounds, but it's still yeah. It's pretty little. Okay. <laughs> Have you ever had a dog? Yeah, I grew up with dogs. Dogs were. Yeah, huge part of my life. I love my dogs. We had, I always get teased though because we had like human names for our dogs. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the so, best. Yeah, my 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 first dog was George, and, and then we had Chris, a, a, a <laughs> yeah. girl Chris, mm-hmm. and then we had uh, Cindy, 
uh, was the dog that we had the longest. Who she named was, them? Uh, my parents. Okay. Huh. Now, Cindy was named Cinders Lou because she was black. She was a half cocker, half poodle. So okay. cockapoo. Oh, nice. And uh, she was really smart, like really an awesome dog and yeah, I miss Cindy now that you mentioned it. But, uh, <laughs> so congratulations on Thank that. You. Thank you. And yeah. uh, your husband, Colin, is uh, a guy that you met here, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you would have ever told me that I would meet, get or start dating, get engaged, and get married all within a year, uh, it would have been the craziest <laughs> thing ever. But uh, that's, that's a really cool part of our story. Um, and we met here. He actually saw me um, about five months before we started dating um and it's uh, took him been, five months to work up the courage five to ask months. you out <laughs> five yeah <laughs> or five months for you to say yes <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> not quite that way um but he found a way to get on my sand volleyball team and mm-hmm. it was a cool that's so cute yeah yeah it's and that's that's one of the things that we love doing now as a couple is we're playing volleyball this weekend together um mm-hmm. and so yeah great couple great great story uh thank you guys for being here uh get to know your question it's getting warmer, right? Uh, well, overall, generally getting Hopefully. warmer. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite thing to do in the summer? Um, I love the fair. So I, it's like I've, a deep love. It's a deep, yes. like people are very excited. I grew up here, grew up in West Des Moines. Um, so I think it was my only chance to see animals, like to see farm animals. And so mm-hmm. I remember as a kid seeing a pig be born, mm-hmm. like in the barn. Oh. I was like, that's where still remember like, it. That's that's how that all <laughs> works. But um, and so I I'm instilling that love for my kids. My Joey, I love the fair. He loves me, so he <laughs> he puts up with it. But we do like we do all day. We get there when it starts, and we stay until like the sun goes down. You're like a farmer. Oh, I, I mean, you're you're I into the fair it. like a farmer's. I would love to spend the night like in the barn, like the people, you know, like <laughs> the real farmers do. Somebody I, listening could probably get that yes, arranged yes, for you. Yes. Arrange it. But and now, so it's perfect since we had twins and they have a twin contest. And so now we go the first day because there's a twin contest in the morning, and the twins get their little ribbons. And okay, yeah. here, here's the thing: since this po- this podcast goes out everywhere, and there yes. are a lot of people who listen to it out of state. How would you describe the Iowa State Fair to somebody who just thinks State Fair? What's the big deal about State Fair? What what is it about the Iowa State Fair? Which I think some famous author somewhere said it should be on everybody's bucket list, right? Yeah. Like a thing to do before you die. You need to go to the Iowa State Fair. What is it about the Iowa State Fair? It just makes me happy when I walk in. But there, <laughs> and it's oh, and so many people don't understand it because it's hot and it's crowded uh-huh. and you're sweaty as you're walking through it, but. I love I love walking through every single barn. I love doing like I go- love going up to the top of the hill and back down. And I don't even eat like all the crazy food. But some people that's why they love the fairs because yeah. of the food. Me, it's just it's the whole experience. Yeah. Like it's just part of being an Iowan. I feel like it. It is a big deal. Yeah, I mean it. It really, really is yeah. a big deal. Are you a fair person, Emily? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that she loves it. <laughs> I'm going to get and you for to a love totally the fair. different perspective. <laughs> let's go to Emily. Yeah. <laughs> I don't love the fair, but I try to love the fair. So yeah. I can mm-hmm. go for like a couple hours. I don't even know how you could go for that long. But I don't, some people love it. I don't know how you could only go for a couple of hours. You are Because I don't want right. to see a pig born. <laughs> <laughs> But I would agree. It's a great experience. It's fun. Yeah. To yeah. see things that you don't always see. Yeah. To eat things you don't always eat. Yeah. 
Allie, you grew up in Iowa. Are you a fair person? Uh, no. no. I, <laughs> so, so sitting over on the Emily uh-huh. side, because I love the fair. Okay, I, I love to go more than my wife, but I love to go. I'm not. I, I don't love it like you do, Carly. <laughs> next level. Clearly, you you're a next level fair I person. I am. Uh-huh. I like to go once a year. Okay. Yeah. You know, do mm-hmm. the tour, look around, kind mm-hmm. of breathe it in. Yeah. It is Iowa. Yeah. For, mm-hmm. for sure. So, Allie, what do you like to do in the summer? If it's not the fair, yeah. which, which you're, you're on the Emily side of the table. so I mean, I, I like the fair because whenever I've been to the fair, it leads into the concert. And I'm a huge concert mm. person. I, I've bought way too many tickets to all the concerts. <laughs> and if I go way too early so that I can be right in the front row, like oh. just in the midst of it all. Yep. Are you a groupie? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. She oh is. yeah. <laughs> I, who's who's your who's if you could go to any concert, who would yo, it, who would it be? Like if Iowa State Fair yo. got this band or this person, who is there one that's above all the rest? Oh man, if I don't talk about him every day, <laughs> Ben Rector. Oh, you know, yep. I think I've seen this somewhere on social media that yep. you posted something like this. So yeah, didn't you like take pictures and uh, of of a concert he did once? Yeah, I yep, I've gone to seven concerts oh. of his now, and oh, his wow. last tour was so good that I went to the same concert on the same tour three times. <gasps> oh, it was, and I you <laughs> might just be his biggest fan. I might be. <laughs> He might be listening. He might be. Okay, so I, yeah. Ben Rector, if you're listening, I'm really sorry. I don't know who you are. What kind of music does Ben Rector play? That's kinda, awkward for me to say. But, yeah. You're totally good. He's kind of indie, like okay. pop, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Kind yeah. of just a singer, songwriter, He's original stuff. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You always just feel great after, I get it. after listening to him. So. I, I mean, I, I don't know that music, but I get that people get into mm-hmm. yeah. the things mm-hmm. they're into. So. It's like Jeremy's obsession with, I don't even... Dave Matthews. Dave Man, Matthews. Mm-hmm. Pastor Jeremy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. He's he's uh, he's all in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yep. Definitely. Yeah. Totally. Like so. me with the Cubs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which would be my favorite thing to do in the okay. summer. There is, you go. Is baseball season is right here upon us, spring training, mm-hmm. uh, and here we go. I'm, I could not be more excited, even though I don't know that the prognosis for our team is great yeah. this year, but I believe I, Still I think a fan. I think mm-hmm. we're going to win 162 games this year and lose zero. So that's that's great. I don't really optimism. believe that, but I I'm excited. I've never mm-hmm. been to Wrigley Field. It's on my list. Oh, I know. It's a glimpse of heaven. It's on my list. Maybe if you just spent one less day at the state fair <laughs> <laughs> every every summer, just maybe maybe just tell Joey say we're gonna uh-huh. we're gonna go to Chicago for. I think you'd be okay days. with that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is he a Cubs fan or He's baseball? A White Sox fan. Oh, that's all right. Serious? Yeah. No, mm-hmm. that's good. I'm one of those weird people from Chicago, who most people in Chicago, it's like Iowa, Iowa State. Yeah. You're one or the other. Yep. But I think it's one of the advantages of living in a big city. Yeah. Is if one team isn't doing good, hopefully the other one's a little better. So <laughs> but definitely uh-huh. Cubs are in my heart yeah. and the White Sox are in my city. So yeah. that's, that's how good. that works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's dive in. You guys are communicators. I think people want to hear more about what is that like? What are the challenges? Uh, everybody is doing more communicating via social media than they used to. Almost everybody's on there. Mm-hmm. So what, mm-hmm. what can they learn from you guys? Emily, mm-hmm. time for the... Two-minute drill. Two-minute drill. Here we go. Okay, first question. How has hope as a church shifted how we communicate over the years? Um, I think that's one of the really 
cool things about being in the communications field. So um, things are always changing. Things mm. in the past seven and a half years since I've been here, things have changed so much. Um, social media was just kind of taking off at that point. Um, and we were kind of, you know, down here. Um, and so seven and a half years ago when I started, we were still putting a lot of effort into our print resources. Mm -hmm. um, we were still mailing out a monthly catalog um, that detailed every class and event that was coming up that next month. Um, and the problem we were seeing consistently with that is by the time it hit mailboxes, it was already out of date. Um, a class had changed a time or a date mm -hmm. or a new event had added because we liked to move quick around here. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was already out of date by the time people were reading it. And so we were like, where can we put those resources that we're doing and make it more effective? Um, so we started to pour more into our website, um, completely did a revamp on our website, um, spent a lot of time making sure that it was something that was user-friendly for people, that they could get that same information, but it would be more instantaneous if there was a change. Um, we have one person on our team who oversees all the different web pages for Hope, which is pretty amazing that she's able to do that um, all on her own. Um, and so we spent a lot, a lot of time doing that. Um, social media has been a huge um, change mm -hmm. for us. Um, video um, is another one. Um, one of my favorite things that we do throughout the year is a Christmas Eve invite video um, that reaches thousands and thousands of people. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just a fun way to, to spread the word. Yeah, those Christmas yeah. videos go yeah. viral yeah. oftentimes, don't uh -huh. they? they? They're so creative. And uh, I know that, that you and Tiffany Anderson, yep. Pastor John's wife at our Hope Des Moines campus, yep. works hard on those and putting those together. Yeah, yep. a lot, lot of fun. Yeah, it goes it way is. farther than a piece of paper. Yes. It, it does. Yeah. And mm -hmm. the other thing about those monthly newsletters and catalogs, mm -hmm. basically, that we were sending out, it was a big job. Oh, I mean, yeah. it was a mm -hmm. big undertaking. Yeah. It took a lot of people and a lot of volunteers a lot of and a lot of hours. And a lot of money. And a lot of money. It, mm -hmm. it just wasn't a good use of people's yep. offering dollars. And yep. so it was, it was a good move to, yeah. to switch, to be more digital. Yeah. yeah. Okay, next question. Why is it so important for the church to have an online presence in social media? Mm, yeah. Uh, a huge chunk of our audience is on social media, and so we kind of want to meet them where they're at. And so our goal is to use social media to not only update people with what's going on, but to invite them here mm -hmm. um, and just let them know what we're like and, yeah, create um, just kind of an image of what hope is like, but also what is what is Jesus like? How can we portray what, yeah, what we believe through this platform mm -hmm. that's still kind of a foreign platform. Hmm. Um, we're well, still always changing. Yeah, always yeah, changing. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it is changing. Right. Social media changes mm -hmm. so fast. Oh, that mm -hmm. All the time. You have to constantly be learning whole new languages, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. If anybody knows TikTok, let me know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> still figuring out that one. <laughs> I was at Hope Kids Wednesdays last night, and we were doing our worship dances, and this girl came up to me, and she said, do you like to dance? Because we're dancing. Mm -hmm. I said, well, sure. Do you? And she said, only TikTok dances. <laughs> Okay, let me figure her? out what that is. Yes. How old is she? Uh, like ten. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's a whole. That's a whole another world. Yeah. Yeah. I think the thing about social media too is it's it's the front door to so many 
um, it's your, it's the front door to the church to mm-hmm. um, to businesses. Um, people before they step into the church, odds are they've either gone they've either gone to your website or to your social social media page uh, um, and checked you out. So we want to make sure that we are putting our best foot forward when it comes to being present there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, social media, it's so important for churches to be there mm-hmm. because that's where people live. Mm-hmm. And uh, part of the reason we do this podcast is mm-hmm. to try to find new places where Christ and culture intersect. And you two have been really instrumental in that. I mean, you've encouraged it and and it's been a part, it's now a part of this big 10-year vision that we have for the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's so important for churches, for anybody listening out there to to look for ways to have a presence where mm-hmm. people are, the people you're trying to reach. Mm-hmm. And so, it's really not optional uh, for Christians to, to be there or not. The deeper question, I want to get into this later, is uh, how do we do that effectively? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys on social media platforms do this weekly series called Pieces from Hope. What is that and what has it added to our online presence? Mm. Yeah. Uh, Pieces from Hope was an idea that I had when I first started here, and part of it was rooted in I started on a Tuesday, and I came to worship for the first time that following Sunday, Um, and it's a big space. It's a really big space with a lot of people, and there's a lot of stories, and I didn't know anybody's story. Mm. I was here um, kind of on my own and just kind of navigating through it. And so from that, I was able to, obviously, I dove deep and <laughs> I met all of you guys and got to know everybody. But I was like, what about the person that was like me? How can I invite them into our space as well? Mm-hmm. Because they don't all have the opportunity like I do to get to know everybody every day at work. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how Pieces from Hope came um, came alive. And there's a series called Humans of New York where it's just short little snippets about people mm. writing little pieces of their life uh, into these story formats and then they post them. And I found myself relating with somebody from a completely different part of the country. And I was like, okay, so how can we do that in this small area of Iowa? Um, so that was kind of the the hope behind Pieces from Hope was to invite people in through stories. And I personally relate through stories really well. And I found that a lot of other people relate through stories yeah. too. Um, and so that was that. What I've found is Pieces from Hope also really, it's cool for the writer as well. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people come to me and they're like, I I don't know. I, I don't know what to write about. And I always just, I, I ask them straight up. I'm like, what was a small increment of time when you saw Jesus? Um, it doesn't have to be this whole long story, which for some people it definitely is. And it's incredible to see how God has shown up so many times in their life and brought them to hope. But when was there this small moment of time? One of my really good friends, Sydney, she wrote for Pieces from Hope, and she wrote about um, a moment that she was at, in a gym and she met with a gal um, and it just completely changed a small point of her trajectory. And I think um, that was just, it's cool because God doesn't show up. God shows up in so many different ways, both small and big. And so how can we as a church show that in these stories, these weekly stories? Um, and then from that, it's been cool because we get tons and tons and tons of people that were like, man, my week was just not going very well and I read this and it's completely changed yep. or I wasn't planning on coming to church and then I read about yep. what how this affected you 
and I'm going to come now. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, we're not telling people you need to come, you need to do this, you need to do that. We're just telling people, hey, we're just a bunch of really imperfect people and a lot of things have happened in our lives. But and here's what God's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And we're it's, all here. It's so important to have those touch points, the, mm-hmm, the totally. connecting points during the week so that it's mm-hmm. not just Sunday to Sunday, mm-hmm. if that's the routine people are in in their church life. And I'm glad you mentioned, you know, sometimes the pieces from Hope Stories are radical transformation, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's like people are completely lost and then mm-hmm. God gets a hold of them and they're found. It's like, it's like Saul to Paul conversion type stuff. Mm-hmm. But other times it's more like in the midst of day-to-day life mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. people say to me sometimes too, it's like, well, I'd never really have a story to share mm-hmm. for, for a Hope Story and a sermon mm-hmm. or, or for pieces mm-hmm. from Hope. But everybody does. Mm. Everybody has a story. Everybody has those moments in day-to-day life where God is showing up. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah. it's it's a big, you know, massive uh, gale force wind, and other times it's just that gentle breeze. Mm-hmm. But God's in it all, and that's mm-hmm. biblical anyway, that sometimes God shows up in these different ways. Where do people find pieces from hope, Allie? How, yeah. Somebody's <laughs> listening is going to be like, well, what is this, and how do, I, how, do I, how do I see it? How do I connect to it? It's easy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's things called hashtags on social media. And so if you type in <laughs> hashtag, hashtag right, yeah. uh, pieces from hope, uh, we chose pieces from hope instead of pieces of hope because there's no other hashtags that are called pieces from hope. <laughs> um, and so just a quick little um, insight into that. But uh, yeah, you can search through hashtags. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook and we'll link all of those later. Um, but yeah, we would love to have you join on this journey as we go through all these stories. But most importantly, if you think you have a story, uh, uh, we would love to include people as well. And so, like you said, everybody has a story. And even if it's a small moment when you're just like, man, God, you were right there. Feel free to tell it. I think it might be a God thing that it's pieces from hope instead of pieces of hope too, mm-hmm. because from makes it more that this isn't just for this congregation, mm-hmm. but it's from hope. It's also out mm-hmm. there into yes. the rest of the world. Yes. So. I'm sorry I went way over our two-minute drill time. It was good enough. Yeah, Emily's yeah. ready to throw a flag. <laughs> it was worth yeah, it. Uh, next one. We uh, had this new 10 for 10 vision launched this past fall that's really exciting and really cool. Mm-hmm. How does that vision change the way we'll communicate in the future? Um, the 10 for 10 vision in and of itself is just so cool. As being on staff, um, I'm an athlete at heart, and I know that any team, any successful team knows their role and they know what their purpose is mm-hmm. and as far as reaching towards a goal. And so the 10 for 10 vision is just kind of unified all of us on staff and us as a team of where are we going in this next decade of ministry? Um, the one that most closely pertains to communications is the first one, and that's uh, broadcasting the message to of Jesus to 10 million people in the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. And um, when you hear that 10 million number, you're <laughs> kind of like, that's a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, which it is, but we know God's bigger and He's in the details, and um, we just have to do what we can um, to to move it along. Um, and so this podcast is an example of that already taking shape um, of reaching people in different ways. Um, We have big hopes for continuing to expand our video um, presence. Um, YouTube is a huge opportunity Mm -hmm. that we've just barely tapped into. Um, And the same with social media. Um, You know, Allie mentioned TikTok and who knows a year from now, what'll (laughs) even be there. Um, So just always being aware of what the next new thing is and ways that hope can be present there. Mm -hmm. 
and I think through social media, we're always trying to trying to find ways that you can invite people. So that might be through social media. That obviously we love vocal invitations when you're talking to a person, inviting them. But uh, to reach 10 million, we want to provide ways for you to share things, to encourage people to follow us, things like that. Uh, that brings in more people as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, in post edit, we're for those of you who can see this on video. We're going to go ahead and put some of those. Uh, mm-hmm. places you can find hope mm-hmm. either online or, or via social media. So um, it's easy to do it if, if you aren't watching this on video too. You just can Google Lutheran Church of Hope and you'll see all these different places, yeah. Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we have a hopeonline.tv mm-hmm. uh, website that has an archive of all our sermons mm-hmm. and worship services. So mm-hmm. lots of places for people to connect. Mm-hmm. And that's just the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. The yeah. vision is exciting and intimidating and overwhelming yep. and mm-hmm. can't wait. And if you want to, if you want to learn more about Ten for Ten Vision, we have a, a huge section on our website too um, yeah. that details each one and has places that you can connect right away mm-hmm. and interact with people. So that'd be another place to check out. Yeah, it's bold. I mean, mm-hmm. God gave us a bold vision for mm-hmm. the future, and I'm really excited about it. Yeah. We'll we'll say more about that mm-hmm. in a future cool. podcast, yeah, yeah. but it's it's exciting. Cool. Yeah. Final question uh, for this segment is. A lot of this communication discussion is about how people can connect with each other and with mm-hmm. the church and with God. How would you tell people to best do that throughout their week? Mm, yeah. I think we, we've talked about a lot of them. Um, just following along with us on social media, I would, I would really encourage people to get familiar with our website, too. Um, mm-hmm. It's mobile-friendly, so you can do it right from your phone or you can do it you know, on your desktop computer. Um, but like I mentioned earlier, we worked really hard to put together an online calendar that allows you the opportunity to search by your interest um, and by your campus um, and really see what opportunities are out there. We literally have hundreds of things happening <laughs> all, all the, the time. time. Um, and so it's it's way too much for us to be able to announce up front on the weekend um, or to put in Hope 360. Um, and so we just, we want to make it as easy as possible for people to do that. Um, we also, when you're on our website, you can sign up for our Friday email. Um, Pastor Mike writes a letter each week that we send out on Friday mornings. And then in there, we um, also include some top events and classes that are coming up. Um, Pieces from Hope is also listed in there. So it's kind of just like a one-stop shop of some things that are happening around here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's just so much going on all the time. And I think about the importance of all the the communication that we do is just to get people involved Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because there are so many cool things going on Mm -hmm. and transformations happening. Mm -hmm. They have to get connected Mm -hmm. to end up with with their pieces from hope mm-hmm. with, with what God's doing in their life. Yep. Totally. It's one of the big challenges of, of your jobs, isn't mm-hmm. it? Is Every ministry is important, mm-hmm. and every campus is important mm-hmm. of hope mm-hmm. and local mm-hmm. site, and they all want their stuff mm-hmm. to be featured. And so how do you sort through all that? Is it, That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have – I mean, we have – policies and things in place that um, kind of prioritize everything. Because I think right now, the last count I did, we had 360 different classes and events that people could sign up for right now um, at all of our different classes. And that's just that's just crazy. Um, and so, yeah, I... I yeah. Know. And it's mm-hmm. you're talking about all ages, yeah. Know, yeah. demographics, yeah, sure. men, women. Yeah. Um, and then it gets real specific with mm-hmm. some of our affinity groups, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's getting warmer, so the 
Hope's Angels Motorcycle Group will be out yeah. there soon. They come to mind. Yep. Um, yeah. Softball leagues will get started, yep. you know, in the summer. Uh, there's always new things. And then we're, you know, moving to the summer and here comes VBS mm-hmm. and Taste of Hope. And and we always we always really put out Alpha because that's a great entry-level um, place for people. If you're new to the church, that's a great way for you to get plugged in. And then from there, our hope is, is they'll become more familiar with our website, with um, announcements yeah. on the weekend and following on social media that then we can use those as a secondary way. So I think all this is fascinating and it's it's going to be really, really useful stuff for people who are in church and or church leaders who tune into this podcast and they'll say, okay, it, Two, two things as we take the deeper dive, right? We, we want to go a little bit deeper into communications and getting the word out, mm-hmm. which is really what – communications isn't just some sort of like, you know, uh, corporate department mm-hmm. uh, in a church that's like, okay, well, we do the communication and then there's all the church stuff that happens. Mm-hmm. Communication in this digital world, right? The digital revolution is not going anywhere. No. And we touched on this earlier but what would you say to small church leaders out there, to, to town and country, Main Street, you know, Trinity Methodist Church in mm-hmm. small town Iowa, in addition to saying, I'll see you at the state fair, <laughs> what, would you say, what would you say to them? Is, where would you begin? What, what, what's most important to keep in mind? Because here we have this good news mm-hmm. of God's love, and then we have people that we want to hear it. And and make that connection. Mm-hmm. So we can do that in worship mm-hmm. on Sundays, but we can do it in other ways now too. Mm-hmm. So what would you say to them? Where where would you begin? And then I want to follow up with that too. Yeah, I would say the biggest thing is you need to know who you, what you're wanting your audience to do, what your goal is, and then prioritize. Um, because I say this a lot around here: when everything's important, nothing's important. So you can't just put everything out there and hope someone grabs onto something. Um, that's why we have the different policies that we have in place, and why we push Alpha, um, what we call garage door events around here: Christmas, Vacation Bible School, Taste of Hope. We push those really big, and those are our big, um, important things that we put out there. Um, not to say that the small class that 10 people are in mm-hmm. isn't important. They totally are. And God is 100%. doing amazing things in there. Um, but we just can't, we can't put all the information out and expect people to grab a hold of it. So you have to have a priority. You have to have um, a strategy in mm-hmm. place. And there's there's lots of different ways that you can get connected. Ali and I are in um, Facebook groups that are mm-hmm. strictly for church communicators. And they're constantly sharing um, information with one another, graphics, asking for help, mm-hmm. asking, has anybody done this? And so that would be another thing I would encourage them is just get connected. Um, right. Even if you don't have a, a specific person who is a communications director, or someone someone is doing those mm-hmm. types of things. And Hope was there at one point. You know, yeah. you, wore, you wore multiple different hats. And there's a lot of people on, in this group that we're in that are doing the same thing. And everybody everybody's wanting the same thing, and that's to spread the message of Jesus, and so everybody's willing to help out one another. How would you? How would you? How would you answer that question, or or take that topic even further, Allie, in the specifically in the social media world? Mm-hmm. What what can an average Christian do to to help get the word out? What what are yeah. some of the ways you can do that via social media? For mm-hmm. you don't even have to be on church staff, right? Yeah. You, or you don't even have to be officially commissioned. Okay. What are the most 
and maybe on the flip side of the coin, not just what works, but what doesn't, what would you advise people not to do like, that, that you see out there? It's like, that's not the most effective use of social media for, for trying mm-hmm. to connect God's love to the world. What, mm-hmm. what would you say, both good and bad? Yeah. Um, I would say, well, first off, if you are a small church and you are scared of social media, which I'm, I can totally see why, uh, get started. Just yeah. do it. And my my biggest advice for people that have asked me this is put your foot in a new person's shoes. So if they're walking through their your doors, what would they see? What would they want to know? Where would they sit? Who would they see when they on stage? I think that's the best place to start because you don't need to look for those answers. All of those answers are just right there. Uh, so that's that's one of the ways that you can kind of get started with social media. Uh, for just an average Joe that you're kind of hanging out on social media, I think, again, with Pieces from Hope that I've learned, relating is one of the best ways to get started mm-hmm. when it comes to evangelizing with mm-hmm. people. And so if you can find a way to relate with your audience, um, and your audience might just be some of your best friends, you can spread the gospel in some pretty cool ways. And so... Uh, one of the ways is if we're talking about something on church at church on Sunday, if we're talking about concerts or so, you know, like if I know that you're going to bring up Ben Rector at Hope on Sunday, I could tell all my Ben Rector friends, like, guys, you're not going to believe this, but Pastor <laughs> Mike ever. is going to talk about Ben Rector and he's going to play his music as well. You're not going to, you do not want to miss it. Not that type of way, but <laughs> in, this, in the way that you can relate with the people that follow you. And this mm. doesn't always have to be, um, you, I mean, you've got to be real. You don't have to pour out all of your feelings about everything. You don't have to um, share your deepest, darkest secrets. You don't have to just be real though. And how would you how would you talk to the people face to face? Because I think social media is a huge barrier in the in the sense that you lose that sense of face to face conversation. So um, by doing that, just just be real. Start out. Mm-hmm. I, I think a scary thing too, if if you are a church, is you're like, well, I'm sure they have a lot of money that they put towards social media and nope. advertising and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> nope. And it's like. <laughs> Nope, like actually we don't do paid advertising at all. And that's part of who we are as the communications team is, um, you know, when everybody, a lot of of big churches are doing that. um, And we just know that that isn't the most effective way to communicate with people. Um, The most effective way is invitation. And you can totally do that through social media like Ali's talking about. Um, And so you don't have to have a huge budget. Um, You can do this stuff for free. You just have to create the account. Yeah, commu- communication. Um, I, I was a communication major in college, and one of the things that that sticks with me that I learned is it's really important to put yourself in the position of the people who are receiving the message, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. up to ninety percent in, in any kind of interpersonal conversation, up to ninety percent of it isn't isn't uh, getting communicated. Mm-hmm. So. So I can think, well, I said this, mm-hmm. and and I put it out there, mm-hmm. and I told somebody something, mm-hmm. so they know because we don't just we don't just say what we say. We know our intent, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we know what we thought we communicated. Mm-hmm. But up to ninety percent of it is going to be um, ineffective. And mm-hmm. so, what you're hearing me say right now is not everything that I'm saying, <laughs> and, and and vice versa. Even if we're really engaged, mm-hmm. even if we're actively mm-hmm. listening. So that makes it really, really challenging. That said, 
um, it's really, really important then to think through what you're communicating. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think less is more a lot of times, mm-hmm. especially on social mm-hmm. media. Uh, I think I think uh, pictures mm-hmm. are worth thousands of words. Mm-hmm. Uh, Allie, you're a, a very accomplished photographer. Mm-hmm. The th- one of the coolest things about pieces from Hope is just these portraits that mm-hmm. you that you take. And so you're reading the story, but then you have this portrait and this mm-hmm. black and white photo of somebody that's kind of in your mind mm-hmm. as you're visualizing what they went through mm-hmm. or what they're, the story they're sharing. And so now you're not just doing words. You're you're seeing images, and then you know when you add nonverbal to verbal, it just it increases the effectiveness. Mm-hmm. That also leads me to say this, and I and I would be remiss if I didn't. Uh, one of the one of my favorite things that I see people do in the church is sharing stuff mm-hmm. on social media mm-hmm. that that is out there. It is one of the best ways mm-hmm. to get the word out. Mm-hmm. Is you guys do such a high quality job of putting stuff out there and posting things in in a very um, creative and effective way uh so just hit the share button mm-hmm. right there it's almost on every mm-hmm. type of social media yep. uh, hit the share button put it out there this podcast mm-hmm. sh- share it with a friend if, if you like it mm-hmm. hit the like button because mm-hmm. that increases the the audience the too reach. right yeah. the mm-hmm. reach is the more people who like it the more people who give positive comments about mm-hmm. it um the more that it gets out there mm-hmm. the, the the more that that the, the the audience widens. So if you're really serious about getting the word of God, the gospel, the good news, and sharing it, uh, communicating it via social media is one of the greatest mm-hmm. and most effective tools that church people have. Mm-hmm. Not just staff, mm-hmm. right? right? But but anybody who's listening mm-hmm. to my voice right now, find something from your church that you like and share it yep. mm-hmm. uh, by the end of this podcast, yes. right? Find, find something. Get the word out. So. I also think because it's so current, to me, I've looked at those invitations on social media differently because they'll say, hey, I'm going to this event. I can meet you there. Exactly. And that's so much more powerful to somebody yeah. who might be nervous totally. about going mm-hmm. to something Yes, um, to see not only the event, but a, a personal invitation mm-hmm. of totally. I'm going to know somebody mm-hmm. is going to be there who mm-hmm. I can connect with. It's community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mic drop moments. We It's gone fast, but we, we need to wrap up. So... Yeah. What mic drop moment is not necessarily like earth shattering thing, but what did you learn here today? What what stood out for you? Is there anything that kind of you know rises above? And you say that was that's something I'm going to remember from this conversation. Yeah, I think for me it's a, an openness to meet people where they're at, and that communication has changed a lot over the years, and we know it's going to continue. I think it's funny we're talking about TikTok a year from now. We could listen to this and that could be like hilarious (laughs) to us. Uh, So I look forward to that. Mm -hmm. But you have to have an openness either as a church uh, staff person or as a congregation member to understand the church is going to do these different things. We can participate in in big ways and that can be really powerful to meet somebody else Mm -hmm. where they're at right now. Yeah, that's amen, sister. Allie, a mic drop moment today? Yeah, I think... um, Just looking at the growth, I've been here for a short amount of time, and I'm seeing this growth, and it's been fun to uh, hop onto this train now. And I just, with with the people that are on, I mean, all of Hope, everywhere, if you're online, if you're with us on um, on the weekends, wherever you are, this this constant push is it's going to go far. It's going to be really, really big. And it's been cool because I get to hear about what happened in the past. And now we get to play a small part of 
yeah, pushing forward and creating content that um, can invite people to join along with us. So I'm just, I'm stoked. It's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna be a, a fun thing. ten years, yeah, mm-hmm. and beyond. Well, I'm glad God led you to us too. Mm-hmm. You, you have taken our social media game and and just raised it way, yeah. way, way above where it was. And um, you're teaching us how to do it as we go too, and and really the whole church. So thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, Carly, you are a gift from God to this oh. church too. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been, you've been our communications director for how long now? Seven and a half years. Wow. Yep. That's just amazing. Um, yep. And 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 again, you have taken us to these great levels. Thank you so much for that. Mic drop moment for you today. Um, I just think it's been really cool to just take the dedicated time to just talk about it because we, yeah. you know, yes, I'm the communications director, but that by no means means that I know everything. So just to have the conversation mm-hmm. and know that things are always changing and we're constantly learning from one another. Um, and one of the really cool things about my job is that we have one of the most gifted communicators and Mike to um, throw ideas from and get ideas from. Um, and so it's just been really cool to sit down with you guys and be able to talk about it. Thanks. Wow. Mm-hmm. Didn't, didn't know that you were going to say that, but uh, thank you. Well, that's true. very kind. And it uh, sounds like what my mother said. <laughs> um, uh, I, my mic drop moment was something that you said, Carly, because uh, I used to be the communications department. Mm-hmm. Like th- this church has not always been big. We mm-hmm. used to be the smallest church in Iowa, mm-hmm. um, and we were for quite a while. <laughs> um, and so I know what it's like to have three people come up to you and mm-hmm. say, "Can you just announce this mm-hmm. and, and try to sort that out?" But if you emphasize everything, you're going to miss. Mm-hmm. Your, how did you put it? If you, when everything's important, nothing's important. That's what I'm trying to say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I'm going to take out of this. And mm-hmm. that's that's just a communication principle. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's somebody who's still a student of communication uh, and somebody who's hungry to keep learning as a preacher. I think that's important, too, is uh, sometimes, especially when I hear younger preachers, I feel like, okay, which of those three sermons did you really want to preach? Because th- there were several mm-hmm. there. You can't say it all. Mm-hmm. And some things have to wait until mm-hmm. next week. Uh, and I, I think that's important, too. Uh, you guys are a blessing yeah. to well, this you. church. Thank you. And I, I want to add this, too. Uh, again, you, you do not need to be communication staff at a church in order to be called to do this. Mm-hmm. We're all called to share the good news yep. of God's love with the world around us. Find a way. Hit a share button. Hit, you know, hit, hit a like button. Mm-hmm. Get, do something that helps further the gospel today uh, in, in this world. Because here's the thing. God's given us this light, the light of his love. And there are all these people who are in, in this – it's a tough world out there. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of hurt and there's a lot of darkness there's a lot of frustration and sorrow. And if we can bring some light into that darkness, mm-hmm. we have this incredible gift mm-hmm. to share. And so when we don't share it, it's, um, it's a miss mm-hmm. uh, for the kingdom. And so I, I want to encourage everyone to take on that responsibility to say, I'm, uh, I'm the church. And mm-hmm. as a part of the church, I have a calling to share this good news mm-hmm. and this gospel. So thanks for doing it so professionally and creatively. Yeah. And effectively, and we will have you guys on again sometime. Well, thank you, and we have we have something for you. Oh no! <laughs> oh, we are communicators. Wow! It's your very own uh, Pastor Mike Drop shirt. That, that is can, that is awesome. You know, um, we're around town and. I will spread the spread spread the word. Uh Thank you, (laughs) thanks you guys. I will wear that in an upcoming episode. I'll wear it for a sermon. Yeah, sometime soon. Uh, I should say that Laura McCall from your team designed the Pastor Mike Drop logo. 
Uh, and Very it's cool. it is mm-hmm. it is awesome. We've already had a lot of really positive. I'm comments. glad you gave her a shout out because I mean it's it's nice to hear the you know the nice things you said about both of us. But we have such an amazing team, mm-hmm. gifted designers. Um, I already me- mentioned our website, but um, we couldn't do it without our team. So yeah, you guys represent a much bigger team, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, people at different campuses of Hope too that are yeah. pouring in. So mm-hmm. thank you, thank you, Emily, yeah. as always. Thank you for tuning in and. Uh, we love you guys, and more importantly, God loves you. And we've got some services coming up this weekend, so come join us, and I'll say it again. Uh, hit the share button. on If you like the podcast, uh, hit like, hit share, spread the word, get the good news out there. And we've got some really exciting podcasts yeah. coming up in the future, yeah. and I will look forward to uh, seeing you guys again soon. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in today to the Pastor Mike Drop podcast. We would invite you on whatever app you are on to rate and review us to help get the word out. And in the meantime, if you can join us for worship, we would love to have you. We'll see you there. Oh, I'm the